0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Insane Rhetoric. We are so happy you decided to come and join us today. We have a great topic for you today, and we know you will love it as much as we do. So come on in and enjoy the ride. That is Insane Rhetoric.
1: Hey guys, this is Fire from Insane Rhetoric. Check this out. Listen, we need your help in sustaining future episodes, conversations so we can bring more of the craziness and the insanity to you that's going on in your community, in your city, and in your world. Can you please help us to donate to Insane Rhetoric and your small, medium, or large gifts are more than appreciated and we would love to keep this station coming to you and giving you the information that you need about the insanity in your world. So, check this out. Please, please, please donate to Insane Rhetoric so we can sustain future episodes. Hey, thank you once again. Fire out. What's up, Insane Rhetoric? What's up, what's up, what's up? You know what time it is. The world is upside down. We're trying to make it right side up. We are about to have an awesome show. You know what it is. Listen, this is some funny stuff right here. This is the man cave with a different type of man in the cave. So, yo, you know what it is. We finna go get it. We finna go
2: get it. We finna go get it.
1: Get What's it, up? Man. What's up, Ice? How you doing this morning? What's good, Ice?
2: Good morning, y'all. Morning. I'm in the man cave. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
0: wait, <laughs> wait a minute, y'all. I tried not to be in the man cave, but apparently <laughs> I'm that girl that it's okay that if I'm coming in the man
2: cave...
1: Listen... Do your your thing, hang low Do it wobble to and fro Do you twine in the back Is it black or is it gold
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, I'm sorry Not sorry (laughs)
1: Okay, <laughs> Let's get in it, man. Let's get wow. in So, so what wow. we going to talk about this morning, what we're going to talk about this morning, co host what we got yanking off today. What's happening?
0: So we're in the man cave. You know, okay, y'all know we talk about a lot of different issues, whether they be serious, whether they be funny, whether they just be whack. Oh, so, but, and yeah. so today we, we, one of our, actually y'all, one of our viewers went to the Real Talk page and uh, suggested that we talk about men's health. Yeah. We thought it was a really, 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 really good topic. And so we're supposed to be in the man cave talking about men's health. I really don't know how much I can contribute to this, but you know, I will try to be in the man cave talking about men's health because I'm I'm a woman. <laughs> I, mean,
1: I, I mean, when you think about it, I mean, you know. Is you have dealt with some people in your life, you some men in your life probably that you know you had to try to coach and get to go to the doctor because they was they didn't you know want to go do it on their own you know and I'm gonna tell you like two of these things don't belong here uh our co-host <laughs> but she's gonna go ahead and step in and fill the gap and then usually we talk about black men because. They are the ones that usually doesn't go see the doctor, so I avoid talking white guy of her. You know what I'm saying? He's a guy, so he might have that same perspective from his ethnicity. But the funny thing about all this is, it's like you know, black men they don't go see the doctor until they see Jesus come visit them. They like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus came to my to my room last night. I bet I guess I better go see the doctor. <laughs> notice that so it's, it's a stigma because so much stuff has happened to black to black men down through the years and you know we'll get into that but you know that's pretty much what it is so hey we're ready to go ahead and get in it so let's jump off this conversation where are we gonna start fellas where are we gonna start
0: okay well let's talk about that though why why let's talk more about the experiences because see this is a whole she shared episode i can see because i could tell you why black women don't go to the hospital Mm. I mean, don't go to the doctor, but let's talk about why, what is the stigma? Like, what is it going on that men don't want to go to the doctor? What is that?
1: I think it's the fact that uh, not coming from (laughs) coming from my background, my ethnicity, I think it's the fact that a lot of guys know what down through the history, what people have done to uh, black men. So when you talk about uh, the Tuskegee experiment, you know what I'm saying, where you had all these guys come out of the uh, the military and then the military pumped them up with different different diseases like syphilis and all this to see how they would react to these, these things. I think down through the years, that has been some of the, the stigmatism that has been placed in black men minds about why they don't want to go they don't really trust who they go to you know and uh at the time you didn't have a lot of you didn't have a lot of black physicians during those those times but now it should be a little better because now you do have more black physicians and other ethnicities that's not just the white physician, so you can you can take that a little. You can take that pill a little better. It's just like an Asian doctor, and I ain't, I ain't got no smoke with an Asian doctor or anything. But uh, I went to um, to a doctor one time. He was Asian, and dude told me I was overweight. Dude, I am six foot two and freaking two hundred and seventy five pounds. I mean two hundred and twenty five pounds. You telling me I'm overweight? No, sir. That's by your calendar. That ain't by. <laughs> <laughs> the standard, if I, you talking about you need to be like 165, 170. No, I would look like a crackhead. No. <laughs> so they don't know how to fit in what you should be like because of their frame. They just, they basic off of their calendar and what they are and that that's not healthy.
0: So is the medical calendar <clears throat> for weight, is that based on You're saying that that's based on a Caucasian structure.
2: Yes,
3: yes, Mm. Yeah. Do
0: we have proof of that? Do I need to go look? You you can go look it
3: up because I know you like to say stuff. I'm curious to know that as well.
0: Yeah, because
1: I'm 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 saying that because you're always trying to fit into this this one this one point this one box of what you what a person should look like. That's just like saying here. Okay, think about it. Uh, Beauty. Beauty is super thin, you know, white face, blonde hair. That's not all beauty. Yeah. You can't you can't say that that's just beauty for everybody. And everybody's frame is going to be different. Now I, I not everybody who knows me know I ain't overweight. <laughs> I mean, but if they say me at one hundred and sixty pounds, my height, they'll be like, oh, what's going on with him? <laughs> you know what i'm saying because dang used to send me like that you know what i'm saying if I, if you tell me to get down to 150 160 pounds so i can be healthy i am unhealthy
3: right <laughs> let me ask you a question because I've, I've seen you in person you what was you what was your weight you said
1: i'm i'm 225
3: okay yeah i was so my health I considered myself overweight. I was 260 pounds at one point. And I weighed in today, this morning, I stepped on the scale, just out of curiosity, I was 213. And I've, I was like, you know, I've, I've come down to a weight. I'm still over 200 pounds, but I'm also six foot two. And it's like, you know, I'm where I need to be. I'm where I want to be. You know, I can put on weight and muscle, you know, by going to the gym and stuff like that, but but
1: but that's what I'm saying. Everybody's frame is different. Like your build is not like my build. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like I only have three percent body fat.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, like is like because I work out, I try to stay healthy, I try to do what I need to do and eat right, you know what I'm saying, as much as possible. So I mean, you might not do the things that I do but my body fat is only
2: 3%. Yeah.
1: You know, you you 260, I have never been 260. The, high, the highest I would ever go for my frame to look solid is 225 to 230. I would never go over that because I know my frame, you know, but everybody's structure is different. You know, Snoopy might be something totally different.
4: You know what well, I mean? I, I was. I was. I was a 250. That looked like I, I thought I was healthy, mm-hmm. but when I went to the doctor, uh, she had, she was an Indian doctor, and I couldn't stand her. <laughs> I didn't like her at all. She called me fat. I was fat, but I said I didn't want to see I was fat. So right, right, right. <laughs> but, you know, but when I uh, last past year, I lost a lot of weight. I was going down to one eighty eight. I said, "Wow, I like this."
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So, so mm-hmm. I'm staying at one eighty eight. Mm-hmm. No.
1: And then, like I say, you can
4: build around that
1: because you 188, right. you know, like, I, I know who Snoopy is, you know, so, I mean, I know him. he's not a tall guy. So 188 no. makes him feel. He feels out. You know what right. I'm saying? So he don't have to put a lot of weight on to look solid because well, right. he's a shorter guy. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's all based on your frame. You can't right. put everybody in the same box. No. <clears throat> nope.
0: So <clears throat> Snoopy, tell us your story. Why why you here? Why what what's? I heard you had an important story to tell us about men's health.
4: Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it do? Is that red ice? Is that right
2: ice? what it do? what it do?
4: Okay, uh about uh I said five years ago, I was di- diagnosed as with uh diabetes. You know, I said, but I said, no, I'm not. Then I started gaining weight, gaining weight. You know, I, and I, I said I, I didn't see it. You know, it's, they tried to put me on pills. I said I ain't taking those pills. I'm healthy.
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and back to your question about the black man don't want to uh, go to the doctor. It's true, because it wasn't uh, with me. I said it shows this kind of weakness.
2: Because
4: mm-hmm. I'm healthy. I don't need a doctor. I don't need that. You know. So my wife, God bless her soul, she made me go to the hospital. And I'm so glad she did. Because uh, about a year ago, I had jaundice. Jaundice is when your whole skin turns yellow. Mm-hmm. And your urine turns brown. So uh, uh, when I saw that, when I saw a dark yellow, I said, oh, too much soda. So I cut out soda. Still there. Then it started to turn brown. I said, uh-oh. Then my wife said, What's uh, mm, 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 wrong with you, boy? <laughs> and Ronnie knows how Jackie is. <laughs> you gotta go to the doctor. I said, Why? You gotta go to the doctor. You don't piss off Jackie, you right. don't piss her off yeah, at all. That's a no go. Because <laughs> she really, might be, really. <laughs> she's a preacher, but she'll cuss you out. Yeah, <laughs> she,
1: she, yeah, yeah. she a goat, I wish.
4: <laughs> so uh, I went there, and they told me I had jaundice. And I saw, and they said, you have a mass on your pancreas. I said, a what? On my where? A pancreas. I said, okay, check it out. So they uh, checked it out and they said I had cancer on my pancreas. I said, oh, okay. Mm. You know I, know, I know it affected Jackie real, you know, affected Jackie a whole lot, but she didn't, she didn't, show, she didn't show any uh, emotions. Uh, okay. I said, oh, okay, cancer. And it's pancreatic cancer. That's the most aggressive cancer that's out there. Because you might have it and you don't even know it. Because I had it and I didn't even know it. So after I uh, did two tests, Uh, I was sitting down with the physician, two physicians. They gave me the pros and cons. They said, uh, you gotta get this operation or you're gonna die. I just looked at him. I said, okay,
2: that's cool.
4: Uh, and Jackie, I look at Jackie, said, I, I look at Jackie, said, she looked, she, I saw a look in her eye. So I said, I'm going to do it. Uh, she was scared, of course. And we didn't tell anybody for about, ooh, about two months, because when they hear it, when a church family mm. hears your story, Oh, my God, death sentence. You got, yes. instead of about a year to live, you got two months to live, <laughs> literally, two months to live. <laughs> and now while I was doing, while I was, uh, had this cancer inside me, I thought I said, I want to work out because I was, I said, I'm, I'm kind of big. That was already big, but I was like, I'm going to lose some weight. So I started walking and I started losing a lot of weight quickly in about a week. I think it was about, I think, 20 to 50 pounds in one week. That's not normal.
0: Man,
4: <laughs> heck no. Ice, right, what's wrong?
0: <laughs> right, I not just, this is riveting. Keep going. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I think I got to go see about myself.
4: <laughs> you know, I didn't think about it, you know. Then uh, I started losing weight, and I started looking like a crack addict. Literally. You know, uh, then I uh, went to the bathroom. I saw blood in my, in, my, in my urine. I said, oh, Jesus. A few minutes later, I saw blood in my stool. I said, oh, Jesus Christ, look at this. <laughs> Black <laughs> Jesus,
2: come and heal me. <laughs> Help yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I just want y'all
0: to wait. Hold that hold thought. Okay. I want y'all to like, subscribe, and follow. Y'all know this insane rhetoric. And, you know, we're laughing. We're laughing, but this Uh is serious. And this is why we have him telling this story Story, because you know we're years down the road now. And what was terrifying for him, he can now look back and see absolutely and some humor in it. Yeah. And that's healing. So keep going.
4: Okay. Uh where was that? Okay. Uh oh yeah, losing weight. Oh yeah, losing weight. Blood in the
1: stool. Blood
4: in the stool. stool. (laughs) That's the name for Blood in the Stool.
0: Look, Literally. we know what we know where you was at, right, we were hoping to we get that for
4: it. okay. Uh, so, uh, went to the doctor, I had to follow up, said, Uh, you have to get this operation. So, I had to get a, uh, a stent. Uh, I don't know, wait, they put it somewhere on me, they put it, I think, on my chest. They put a, also, they put a port inside me. When you had to take chemo, you get a port
2: because
4: mm-hmm. they can't put uh, the chemo inside your veins, right? They gotta have a Another place to do that.
2: Yep. They
4: put that port inside me. It hurt for a while. But, you know, I felt like Iron Man because he had that breastplate.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. After that, after that, uh, uh, who's laughing? <laughs> we all are smiling and laughing. You talk about Iron Man. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. You can't That's talk about
0: Iron Man in the same sentence as Cal, so We go <laughs>
2: laugh.
4: But remember, remember, he got shot. He was full of lead. So, you know. But uh, after I got sent in, they, talk, they talked to me again. It was a whole bunch of uh, talking back and forth. Uh, they talked about having given me a Whipple operation. Uh, got said, I love my doctor because he was so personable and caring. And this other guy, the uh, other elderly doctor, excuse me, why'd he call uh, was so, uh, sorry, my phone is buzzing. It's really Jackie. She knows I'm in here, but uh, I guess I woke her up. Uh, uh, but after the uh, consultation, they explained uh, to me the uh, the good parts and the bad parts about it. Uh, and how much uh, they had to take out my gallbladder and about uh, a third of my pancreas. And it said you might take insulin because if you don't have a gallbladder, you can't produce gall. But backtrack when my when I had jaundice, my uh, gallbladder start uh, excreting uh, the gall in my in my whole in my whole body. That's when my skin turned yellow. So they gave me medication for that. Uh, they did operation. I was in the operation room, the IC- ICU for about twelve hours. Twelve hours. I thought I was in there about a, about five, but I was out. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Jackie. I woke my wife up. <laughs> oh,
0: we sorry, Jackie.
4: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
3: Oh, we sorry. <laughs> You better okay. repent for that, waking up your wife.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't
0: know why you waking up your wife. Don't, I'll do talk, don't I'll, I'll be be doing to, that.
4: I'll talk it so loud, you know.
2: Sorry.
0: Oh. But uh wake <laughs> oh, like up grandma. <laughs> see? You waking up Jackie and woke up grandma. i <laughs> passing off women right now. <laughs> I know, I know. They making but, uh... me be in the man cave. Like, <sighs> <I>
2: oh <don't> no. <know. laughs>
1: Uh, uh, hey, <laughs> welcome to Insane Rhetoric. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
4: this is what it's all about.
3: <laughs> I don't care.
4: Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Snoopy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> after, after the operation, I, was still, I stayed in operation, the ICU for seven days. Wow. Oh. Yeah. I was in pain. I had the good drugs. It was good drugs. Because so sure. I'm, I'm in a VA. Those very good drugs you don't get on the street. They get sure. those, those real, those real I'm drugs. Sure. I'm sure.
0: You get that good stuff when you're in the VA. That's
4: the yeah. good good. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, then after seven days, I, they put me to another room, and I had, I had uh, two tubes come sticking out because it was uh, excreting uh, the, some stuff out of my system. You know, mm-hmm. had to keep that for about a good. Uh, I think about two weeks, and this was, gone all, this was going through COVID at the same time. Wow, yeah. Right, 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 right. 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 It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then uh, when the church, when we talk, finally talk, talk, told, told everybody, Ron, you get to test to this. Everybody said, oh my God, he's, he's going to die.
2: Wow.
0: He's
4: going to die.
0: They didn't start praying first. They just immediately started talking about he's going to die. This
4: is right. the church he- people. No, some yeah, not, not all of them, but not all of Most them. of them, but he's gonna die because I have cancer. Yeah.
2: You know, that's
4: a, yeah. So I had to prove the wrong. And while this was going on, I wasn't scared at all. I said, I'm gonna be all right. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. I said, I'm gonna pass this, make y'all alive. So
1: it's kinda uh, it's it's kinda funny because like when uh when I heard about uh Snoopy. Uh, it, what people don't know is me and Snoopy do a lot of music gigs uh in St. Louis together. Snoopy is one of the prominent bass players in St. Louis. He's requested everywhere. I mean so and he usually brings me on as his drummer if he has some things that's going on with him and me vice versa. But one thing we have always been real cool with each other and when I heard about it and he talked to me I treated Snoopy just like <laughs> nothing was going on, you know, because I already knew right. right. he, when he found out, when and he started telling everybody else what was going on, that they was going to do exactly what they was going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like I was telling that dude calling was like, Hey man, you, you practice today. You got somewhere to be, you know, you coming out to play. What's up? You know, I'm just like, ain't nothing happening because he don't need the negativity. He needs somebody to keep pushing him you know what i'm saying and right. that's the thing with 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 people they always think that you know oh you gotta you you finna do this you don't go down hurt man listen don't nobody want to hear that you know what i'm saying they need to hear something that's positive and uplifting and that's the way me and his relationship stayed you know what i'm saying it's just like you know just hey what's up you know you're gonna get out we're going to hit you got something going on Let me know, you know, and and that's what I think that he needed. And that's one of the things I think that helped propel him, because then when you got people talking bad and, and don't expect you, you don't want to be around them people. And me and him have been around each other for years. So I would refuse to be one of them type of people. If something was to happen to any of us, I wouldn't change my demographic, on how I treat you because you're going through something. If you make a friend, a friend is a friend to the end, no matter what they're going through. <laughs> That's
2: so.
4: right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. Uh, while COVID was going around, you know, you I couldn't get I couldn't have uh, contact with anybody because my immune system was completely completely gone. <laughs> so I stayed. I, I stayed in the house. <clears throat> I sit in the house for about, I think, about two to three weeks at home doing nothing. I was watching Netflix, Amazon Prime, and everything. I was weak. Oh, I was weak. But my faith was my faith was strong. I said, oh, no, "There's nothing wrong with me." Then what really surprised me? Uh, my uh, my friend Alaric Anderson took it upon himself. To get uh, a bunch of people together and have a service for me, I said, "Oh my God, they actually love me." <laughs> <laughs> but why would they take so long to do this for somebody you love? Why? Tell me that.
2: Yeah.
4: because I've been playing for about 30 years,
2: yeah,
4: mainly in the church, yeah And I see these other people get uh, appreciating services. Every other year
2: yeah. you
4: know. And uh, I'm just a regular musician. Why don't you give me some uh, some uh, gratitude? You know, I was looking, really looking for it. I, I didn't right. care.
1: That's the point like, of it. Right. It's, it's, you right. know, it's, it's, it, in, the, in the city of St. Louis, man, musicians are so iffy because, like, it depends. It's like if you ain't this one that's always doing it all the time and out in front of everybody, then they don't know you. But when they need somebody and somebody recommends you, like they be like, "Oh man, I don't," you know, it's, it's crazy. And musicians in St. Louis, they don't appreciate you until you did, you know. So because you was near death, we gonna give them a
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just near death, yeah. I guess, I guess, you know. But crazy. yeah, speaking of musicians, you know i was a guy like, i was a guy that you call you can't find nobody else mm-hmm. can't find nobody else mm-hmm. and
1: you it's cr- and that's crazy because
4: he can do it you know i said yeah you can do it and some of these churches out here wouldn't pay you uh, your worth yeah uh they'll pay you 25 dollars Ronnie, help me out with that. Oh, yeah, Twenty-five dollars. Yeah. Twenty-five dollars. You know, but and, you know, I got a different type of spirit. I'd be like, no. But you know, but you know, so I do it. I do it because I love to play. I don't care. I, I know it. I love you to know.
1: play too, but I love my yeah. pocket.
4: What's, you know, I looked at what your budget look like. I know your budget, but can what your budget? I said,
2: yeah. You know,
4: I said, okay, I'll do it for you, but give me some. Give me some gas. At least give me some gas money and feed me. <laughs> yeah, feed me. You know, I got camera equipment. I said, "Oh my god!" And yeah. my wife didn't like that. He's it's like, These people, people don't pay you."
1: So like, I got a, I got a question. I got a question for Matt. Like, uh, where well, he says he's the token white guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, like, how does your ethnicity feel about going to the doctor? Is it people that are in your race that actually? don't choose to go to the doctor they're scared to death or because I know I know I just know black men are not the only ones that's in that we we, our, our problem is yeah it's high but like and then also I think the point of it is like medicare medicare for Blacks is like crazy, it's hard, you know, at certain times it was hard to get into and it was so astronomically high, that deterred a lot of people from going to. but what do you say about that?
3: I'll tell you this, I've seen it, and I'm going to use my grandma and grandpa as an example, I'll give you a really quick one, I did not want to go to the dentist last week, I went and I was... I had not been in three years to the dentist and I was terrified. I'm like, they're going to tell me I got this and that, and I'm going to have all these issues. I chew nicotine. I'm going to be in big trouble. I'm going to have something that I don't want to do, but I went, everything was clean. Um, my grandma hates going to the doctor and God bless her. But my mom and uncle, like literally she was fighting tooth and nail not to go. They took her because she was having a fever. She had like pneumonia and she was not doing well. And then they found out through that process that she needed a quadruple bypass heart surgery that saved her life, but she fought it. You know, I, and then my, my grandpa, he (laughs) was stubborn guy stuck in his ways, but you know, as, as a white male, you know, if I have insurance, And stuff like that. I want to go, but right now I'm, you know, I told you I'm starting a new job, so I don't I don't have insurance that kicked in. So I paid two hundred twenty five dollars for a teeth cleaning, but I I decided to go because I'm like, you know what? I care about my personal health, and I want to make sure that I'm taking (laughs) care of myself the best way I I can at this time. So
1: And, and that's and that's and that's what's up, like. So my thing is, like you said, something about insurance, and that struck a chord with me because it's a lot of people in Black society that, in like, down through the years, that could not afford it. It was either pay insurance or eat.
2: <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying? And um, it, it, it that's that's a hard life decision. You know what I'm saying?
3: if Absolutely. you ain't
1: if you ain't getting with the 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 income that you need to be able to do both, so now uh my co-host could probably actually attest to some of the things because you think about it she was uh i know she don't mind me saying this she raised her kids on her own, you know what I'm saying, so I'm pretty sure down through the years as she was dealing with uh things. And happened to help her kids to grow. She had to make crazy decisions. Can you say something to that sister. About you know. Maybe you had to have some of those struggles. Maybe you didn't or you knew somebody.
3: Yeah.
0: You you make decisions. About uh, whether or not. You're going to. Buy this piece of clothing. Or. You know. The food or. The doctor and then so when there is an emergency that hits, that's a doctor thing, you have to go do that. Mm-hmm. So now something's going to be lost
2: mm-hmm.
0: with the rest mm-hmm. of that. I think I told that story a long time ago, uh, uh, season one, about the beans.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember that.
0: The baked but, beans.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I got this horrible recipe for baked black baked beans that my children to this day, they turn their stomach even when they don't eat it. They just tell the story. But I had budgeted for the whole month, but some things came up. And um, well, at the end of the month it was only these black beans, and I had to figure out how to make these black beans every day so that they could eat. Hmm. So, but they always they always went to the doctor. I didn't. See. See. And,
1: and that was so, so you was putting your children's health even before yours
0: right so so like i said this this really can go in the she shed but there are a lot of different reasons why women specifically black women don't like to go to the doctor
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: so in my in my case um first of all i was going to do whatever i had to do for my kids first for my children first, not kids, because kids is a goat. For my children first.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That was the first thing. But second of all, if I did have to go to the doctor, I was always humiliated as a black woman when I went. Mm-hmm. And I was always mistreated um, when <sighs> I got on the gynecological table um, with the forceps and crap. I'm, I mean, I'm getting a little graphic right now, but I was always mistreated. Well, I was damn near raped. Okay. Because, you know, they stuffed them things in there forcefully because they think you're a slut. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well, I said it. I'm not sorry.
1: What was you saying,
0: man? <laughs> <laughs> what was you going to say? Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk to my guy.
3: No, I was going to ask for, like, your side, like, I mean, dude, that sounds really graphic. Like that sounds like that, you're
0: not treated well as a black woman, you're not treated well when you go to the doctor. What's especially what's your if you have about? a man, if you have a male doctor. Like there's all these, there's all these preconceived notions about who you are and what you are and what you do that come into the room with you and your health problem is ignored and even though it even though it may not be physically said it might be not be verbally said sometimes it is but sometimes it's not verbally said but it's implied and so you're 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 um uncomfortable and so you just won't do that until you just have to
1: and 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 that's what uh that's what uh, snoopy was saying about you know what he wasn't going to do you know like when he started his story he was talking about how he had noticed that they went to the doctor and he developed diabetes and he was like yeah i ain't taking no medicine i ain't taking no pills because in your mind it's like what are you trying to do you don't know me i know me but you're trying <laughs> yeah. to learn me that's that so, that's that's it that's, that's the so thing, right. there's
0: a preconceived notion about African Americans too, with regards to diabetes because I do have diabetes, I do take the pills um, but <laughs> um, but uh um, so here so I, I was diagnosed with it. I went to the hospital for something totally different. I went into the emergency room for something totally different. And then to this day I still don't know what was the problem for that. They they fixed it with Benadryl. So I was allergic to some, I had an allergic reaction, but the why and all of that I never got to this day. Mm. Okay. But in the middle of all of that, you know, because they were doing all this testing so that they could figure out what was wrong with me. And in the middle of all this testing, they came back with, oh, you have diabetes. I was walking around with a number like it was like 280 something. Golly. Okay. So they kept me in the hospital for my, maybe like a day or two. And when they decided it was time for me to eat. The dietitian, you know, she's going to teach me how to eat because I, I, I'm a big girl. I'm fabulous. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Lizzo, me and Lizzo. <laughs> okay. Oh, <God>. Anyway, she's going to teach me how to eat. So she gives me this menu for me to order my food and I order what I want. And she says, you know, you don't eat like that. It's a white woman. It was a white woman. She said, you know you don't eat like that. And I said, what are you talking about? And there was someone sitting there with me who said, oh, yes, she does. Hmm. That's what she eats. And she looked surprised. And she said, you sure? Is that what you want? It was simply a sandwich, but it was on multigrain bread. And it was just, you know, vegetables, you know, roasted vegetables on this. And she was like, are you sure? Yes, that's what I want. I don't want the rest of that. Okay. She came back later and she was still talking to me about the African-American culture and how they, you know, I'm going to have to stop eating pork and the person I was with said, "But well, she don't eat that."
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I... like
0: I, so, so there's all these preconceived notions about what African Americans are gonna eat, yeah. and you know how we're gonna smoke and we're gonna drink and we're gonna eat fat foods like we still on the plantation eating some chitlins. Because that's all that's left after Master ate everything else. Oh, I'm but sorry. That, but that's sorry. They, yeah, but see, but that's what they fed us. That's what y'all left. That's a, that's we, all was left. And we and, made we made we lemonade, with then we yeah, we, we made, made lemonade because we smart that. like that. Exactly. Oh, I'm sorry, talking white guy, but I mean I but, yeah, but no, but, not sorry.
1: But see, but see, that's the crazy part. You expect my health to be bad because of what you made me eat down through right. the years. And then when I don't fit into that 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 box again, now you got something to say because some people are just naturally like what, what like the comedians say, fluffy. Yes,
2: <laughs> you funny. know what I'm saying?
1: They they structure is built for that. If so. if, you see, if, you see, if you see a big guy. Or a big girl, and they and they get they get thin, but they've been that size all they teenagers and uh, and most of their adult life, and it ain't a health, it ain't causing them health. They're they're structured for that to carry that. It it, it and, and if you if you slim it, then you're gonna be looking like what's going on.
3: Fire, yeah. I'm not gonna. <laughs> go. I was laughing my ass <laughs> off when we were on the show last week, and we were talking about Church's chicken. Like, I don't eat chicken. That's one of the biggest stereotypes for black people. It's like fried chicken, watermelon, and, and I and something. I don't
1: and I and I and I don't. That's what know. I have uh, for breakfast. Yeah. And, and, and and it's not the, it's not that I don't like it. You know, what I'm saying my thing was when you're in a black household, and and everybody that's black on this panel could probably attest to it. Don't don't take no offense, talking white guy. Oh, but God, when, you're in in when you're in a black household, <laughs> when you're in a black household. And you go to black church. Now that would be the the, the difference between uh ice down there because she 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 didn't go to a black church like that. She
0: I don't know what's up, wrong. I did go to a black church, but, but like uh, but yeah. I'm sorry, I
4: didn't do all of that, y'all, but, but she, y'all. We did some of that, but we
1: didn't do all of that. See, what okay. I'm saying is, what I'm saying is like when you eat chicken at home, then you go to church for eight hours and stay over and eat chicken
0: at the church. Yeah, we didn't do all that. We went to church for one hour and then we went home and and ate our chicken.
1: Yeah, but then you go back home (laughs) and you got to eat chicken through the duration of the week. You get burnt out on chicken. (laughs) I just got burnt out on chicken.
0: And we always had our vegetables, especially at Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> like, 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 I mean, it's so
1: it ain't it ain't the fact that I don't like it. I just got tired of it. Anything you get tired of, you're gonna be like, uh. I don't want to do that no more. You know what I'm saying?
3: It's just burnt out on that shit. Yeah,
1: it's just like it's just like people in church. Period. You know what I'm saying? When they was drugged to church, and I do mean drugged to church, (laughs) (laughs) when they got to the age of like I'm gonna bounce, I don't want to have nothing to do with that no more. I can make my own decisions. Yeah, they pretty much shook out. They probably came back later when they was 40 and 50 and found out how life was uh, really kicking their tail. And they say, like, you know what? Grandmama told me this and I'm going to go back to church. But they checked out for a while. They got tired of it.
0: Just being honest. You know, y'all getting out of surgery, right? No. I'm
1: just say? Okay. So, all right. So, like, what's the, what's, what's, well, how important is exercise to you guys?
3: I think it's really important. I actually just bought a new mountain bike. One of my buddies is moving to California and I was like looking at the two bikes in his garage. He's like, dude, I don't want to move any of this shit. he's like, just, I was like, what do you want for it? Really, really nice. Like it was $3,000 worth of bikes. I paid a hundred dollars to him. he's like, I take them. He does really well. His wife does really well. He's like, just take them. So I'm like, you know, I love mountain biking. I love, walking my dog i love going out and going to the gym you know i work out at club fitness and it's like you know i'm not one of those kind of guys that just wants to like go and like lift and bench press like the whole world but it's important to get your cardio up it's important to keep your heart in shape it's important to you know keep your stomach thin and just focus on you because it's not just the fact that you're keeping yourself in good physical condition that helps my mental health. And when I'm keeping myself in mental health, like I feel like I'm doing something that's good for me and it it helps me. So that's, I think it's one of the most important things that somebody can do is exercise in some way.
1: What what, what do you think Snoopy? I do, you do a lot of exercise and now that you know, or you just you stay the same stay the same you know i
4: don't i used to uh walk a lot right now i i I don't want to do that right now Mm -hmm. you know because i guess i I find myself this size i said wow i'm gonna chill for a while i want to go back walking but it's not the most important thing right now Mm -hmm. in my life i could walk you know so
1: so so after your uh, surgeries and everything and after your diagnosis, did the doctors then tell you once you start getting your strength, you need to constantly keep up exercising or anything no, like uh-uh, that? No, uh-uh, no,
4: no. Uh-uh. Okay. They want you to just take it easy, you know, graduate yourself health back. Mm-hmm. You know, if you choose to do that, you can. But remember, you're weak. Right. You can't do like you used
1: to. Right. And I, I was coming to, you know, like after you get your strength back. So okay. like, let, let me ask you this. what What is the the turnaround for like a surgery like that? Like, is it six months to a year? Uh, uh, You know, is it a year to a lifetime? What is the turnaround for like the healing process physically? You know, what well, I'm saying? you
4: know, it's really depends on the person. Everybody's different. Right. OK. Right. You know. You know, and what you know, it keeps it keeps in my mind that you had the most aggressive cancer. You could have been out of out of here.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I said, oh, you know, right now they call me a miracle. I said, what a miracle? Uh, <laughs> I I can I can because uh, you know I guess it it's only I think only five percent of people survive that cancer. I said,
0: yeah, Patrick Swayze didn't. Yeah, he sure didn't. Oh,
4: Uh, yeah. He sure
1: didn't.
0: Patrick, he had pancreatic cancer. He did.
1: Yep. What
0: I want to know is so I'm sitting here doing COVID and I'm like reading all. As a matter of fact, I think we did maybe as we came out of uh, the main, the biggest time of COVID, I think we actually did a show on. the fact, because we thought it was crazy, the fact that people were, the the hospitals were filled with, with COVID patients and people who had cancer were having to take a second seat to people who had COVID and you couldn't see the doctor. You could, like, did you experience any of that? Because I thought it was crazy, like, these people with this stage four, stage five cancer, like, they can't go see the doctor because the doctor is telling them, yeah. I'm sorry, I can't see you because I got to go see about these COVID patients. Did no. you experience any of that? Oh,
4: no, because, thank God, uh, excuse me, thank God I was I was in the service. And it's to- totally different over there than in a, in a, in a, in a regular... Oh my God! Yeah, yep. yeah, it's yep. totally different, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. You, you,
4: because one thing, you're in the service, right? You know, you did your service for the country, so you're treated like a like a star, I guess, you know.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> with certain things. Yeah. <laughs> that's so, with certain like, things. Because
4: my mother, my mother said, "You got to go service." I said, "Why? You ain't, you're not gonna work? You, got, you can't stay home and do nothing." So I said, I'll go to I'll go to service. Glad I did. That's the mm-hmm. most smartest, the smartest thing I ever did in service, cause I have, cause uh I got health care now, you know. And mm-hmm. never, mm-hmm. I never, I never I never thought about that when I when you're younger, about having insurance. You don't think about that.
1: Cause <laughs> when we younger, when we run when we're younger, we think we're immortal. You
4: right, know, we right. can
1: right. run through walls. <laughs> right. <laughs> like uh <laughs> I mean, uh, something some that I said that, uh, that really pierced through my heart
2: is when we did that I remember that episode, sister,
1: that we did uh, about that. And it was a white guy. And his wife was actually going through uh, cancer. And Mm -hmm. he had to take her to the doctor. She had stage four cancer. And they told her that she has to go home because they needed to bed for COVID. When she went home a week later, she was dead because they thought that COVID overruled cancer and I think if if I'm not mistaken, sisters, that he filed a lawsuit against them those that hospital. Yeah,
0: he went cuckoo.
1: Yeah, he, he went cuckoo for
0: cocoa puffs. He yeah, dead. he was great
1: because he was like, "Ain't no way! How you gonna tell me that something that just came on the scene that just really didn't come on the scene? You just made it more aggressive because coronavirus has always been there, you know." So you're going to tell me and send my wife home because of this? Yeah. So I, 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 you know, I, I am glad, I, I'm, I'm glad to say this. I'm glad that people have the wherewithal to go do what they need to do and to make sure that they are healthy and trying to better themselves and, and come out of things. Uh, I, I, I employ everybody to go to the doctor. Uh, I, I, you know, I, it's, it's so much free stuff out here that you can go get done. You know what I'm saying? Go see about yourself because you don't want to be a walking death sentence, and you don't know. And you don't know. Right. <laughs> it's something else when somebody else don't know. But when you yourself don't know. Right. Yeah, You don't know what's going on with you. I mean, some people are so in tune with their body that they can feel changes. You know, everybody is not in tune like that. Where they are like, this is wrong. Shoot, my my left eye is getting kind of bleary. What's going on? You you, you know, small things or whatever.
4: But I,
3: yeah, I. I
4: guess uh, they I guess they're scared the, for the answer they might get.
3: Yeah. Know?
4: Yeah.
3: It was like me with the dentist. Like I was scared that I was gonna have cavities and have to get drilled, and people get anxiety they're like crazy to go to the dentist. But um. You know, my dad is a fucking warrior. My dad was diagnosed with chronic lymphocytic leukemia 10 years ago, and he goes to uh, Siteman Cancer Center at BJC every six months, and he does his tests, and uh, he also has type 2 diabetes. You know, my dad just, you would never know it because he doesn't tell anybody. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want people to, like, Pat him on the back, or yeah. pray for him. He just he goes and he does it, and he always like texts. We have a fan, like a group called Fam, and uh, he always tells us like, "Hey, numbers came back great." Uh, he got an experimental uh, drug. They were like, "We don't know if it's gonna work or not," but it's one hundred and forty thousand dollars a year if he was gonna pay for it out of pocket. My dad's <laughs> like, he's like, "I can't afford that shit," and they're like, "Well, if you try it." We think it's going to work, but we think it, We think it's going to be a, a good try. And he's like, yeah, screw it. And he's like, I got nothing to fucking lose. Let's go. Mm-hmm. And he's been just exceeding so well through everything. And, you know, I was over at my mom and dad's last night for my birthday dinner. And uh, dude, he's lost like, he was pushing 300 pounds. And he's down to like, I think he's down to like 230 now. Hmm. He's looking good. He's healthy. His energy levels are up. And I'm so proud of him because that is a massive battle. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine. what that So means
0: walking. I want to answer some of your questions you had earlier. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the BMI chart
2: mm-hmm.
0: was formulated in the 1830s. Mm-hmm. Uh, by a person named Lambert Adolf Jacques Quartelet. I'm saying it wrong, I'm sure. He's a Belgian, he was a Belgian astronomer, mathematician, mathematician, mm-hmm. and statistician, and socialist. Um, I'm sorry, sociologist. Um, this was in the 1830s. So, You divide the weight of a person in kilograms by their height in meters squared. That's how Mm -hmm. it's derived. So it was simply a math thing that this formula that this Belgian um, created. But I want to tell you about the growth chart. The growth chart was created in the 1700s by a Frenchman. Who just decided to chart his son's growth?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He was like, you know how you had a chart that you do the little lines on the mm-hmm. okay, so he charted his son's growth until he was 18. And that's how the initial growth chart was created. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. But here's some more history on that growth chart that I, I think you all will find very interesting. So the growth chart was also used for slavery. <laughs> Oops, go figure. Yeah, I wouldn't right? doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> right. This is how they determined
2: the uh, the amount of slave was worth. mm mm-hmm.
3: crazy. They're probably just, you know, like. What jobs, you know? And forgive me, you, you know, fire nice. You guys know I am the opposite of a racist, but it's like, you know, how strong is that boy gonna be? You know, and and that's what it was.
1: Uh, uh, let Let me break it to you: twenty first century. Please the, don't fucking punch the, me. <laughs> the NFL Combine. Yeah. Who can run the fastest? Who can jump the highest? <laughs> You're exactly, back. You're
3: it's exactly like, right. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, and man, so
0: that chart was pr- uh, produced by in the late 18th century by uh, uh, a Frenchman, and
2: <sighs>
0: y'all okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, may- see I end up doing this looking up the, the, the stats and then I get mad before I could t- <laughs> now I'm angry before I can tell y'all the story. The I'm too. Okay. Okay. So they also used it um in in, you know, you know, okay, so okay, talking white guy please do not apologize for your for your people's okay did you hear what i said i yeah. use a colloquialism there did i i still got my black card listen listen what i said please do not apologize for your people's that
2: do, I, people.
3: do i do i get to retain you, you my black it, card you got it you keep the card that was black enough <laughs> Oh, okay
0: my people's <laughs> For my people's
3: okay all right Hey, you are my brother and you are my sister. Both of you are my brothers. You are my sister. I don't care. I don't see color. I don't see it that way. You guys know how I am. Okay, listen, y'all. Okay. So
0: the British society becoming aware of inequities in their society. And it was highlighted by child labor, right? Mm-hmm. So they had these different factory acts. y'all know y'all history well, okay, some of y'all don't some of y'all learn y'all history always mm-hmm. same rhetoric, but anyway, <laughs> okay, so they used this chart even at that time for their child labor when they measuring the children mm-hmm. <laughs> labor. Yeah. I'm sorry, British people just they just they just use these charts for labor and money.
1: Well, I I mean that's the name of the game, you know. We we understand. How much
0: money is your doctor getting the kickback for using the chart to tell you that you're overweight? Now that's my question.
1: Exactly.
0: That's my that's my
1: question. Exactly. Just like just like you ain't got the flu. Everything is COVID. Well, you know he lost his head. Well, that's COVID. What? (laughs) Like, his finger fell off. COVID. Like man, they get so much money for saying that and putting that diagnosis on people. It, it's, it's just ridiculous. This is so like this
0: a, guy named Francis Francis Galton. Around the same time, he was studying how. Uh, to qualify physical differences between individuals across families and generations. Mm-hmm. So so since the 18, 1900s, mm-hmm. people have been classifying black folks as pig eaten, mm-hmm. heart attack ridden,
4: mm-hmm. watermelon,
0: watermelon eaten,
4: chicken eating
2: <laughs> black-
4: Like I (laughs) (laughs) eat
2: not just cornbread eating,
4: (laughs) (laughs) not (laughs) potato eating, drinking, oh, red
0: soda and red Kool Aid,
1: (laughs) knee high drinking,
0: (laughs)
4: Krispy Kreme eating.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. It's it's
3: it's shipless down here. Like, ah. You are fucking killing me right ah. now.
1: <laughs> Hog maw <mall> eating, <laughs> Big eating. meat eating, Twilling. chicken and dumpling eating. <laughs>
2: Whew. Whew. <Mm-mm>. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: They use the same thing to chart sight and hearing strength, speed, breathing arm span arm span of the slate arm span
2: football, Can you,
0: football
1: arm span
0: <laughs> football you know they got mad at Colin we did a show on that too, they got mad at Colin because he talked about that arm span yeah. like yeah. I Okay, y'all like, subscribe, follow, please. I
1: Insane Rhetoric is the sure, looking for the sure sponsor of Starbucks coffee. Starbucks, give us a shout. We will promote your coffee.
0: Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks. I will click my heel three times. Starbucks, Starbucks, Starbucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: then you got to go to take it to church, Eric. Lord,
0: Starbucks!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah!
0: Shabba-dabba-dude.
3: <laughs> Coming <Your> in the Honda. Catchphrase, <laughs> girl, I love it.
0: <laughs> okay, what y'all think about these numbers? What y'all think about these stats?
1: I, I, I think that it has it has always held true. The whole the whole thing of enslavery has always been the same. And, you know, the players may change, but the game is still the same, you know. So I don't I don't doubt that. I don't discount that at all. You know, you know what what they can do what you know, how their physicality is, what what they can't do, where they fall short. Like, it, you know, uh, you know. OK, so
2: <laughs>
1: one of the movies I love was Django. If y'all all saying which Django, version of Django the one with Jamie Fox not the, the original
3: change with Jamie Fox
1: with, and, with, oh okay, Jamie you know Fox. Django
0: they had Django the original was white dude,
1: yeah, I remember room. I remember so, oh okay, so so like when they did Django the the revised version, and they was in the fight on the floor, you know, and they was talking about um. Uh, what's his name, your boy, uh, Capri, what's his name? Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo. So once he got to a certain point, he was talking about the back of a black man's skull and how a certain part talks about where he learns and how his capability is and talking about if you crush that, you know, then you can keep him under this slavery for a a amount of time. And I, I disagree with that. I highly disagree with that but it was just to show their depiction on a certain part of the mind where if you manipulate that then you can control them that goes back to the Louisiana Purchase and Willie Lynch you know saying if you do this and this and this you can keep them enslaved so I mean I I agree with every number that you said and to uh to do things and keep people under subjection. I don't doubt that at all. And and even to this day, you know. So I mean, that's why I say that's one of the reasons people want, don't want to go to the doctor, you know, uh black people. That's why one of the reasons, like, you know, your grandma would be like, put some Vic salve on your chest and then just let your chest <laughs> and breathe and it, it'll get rid of everything that ails <laughs> <else."> you. <laughs>
3: Four foot five grandma <laughs> that you went to grocery
1: shopping with. <laughs> Go ahead and get you some old granddaddy and then put you some tea together and make you a
0: hot toddy and just sweat it all out. Well,
1: everything you
0: can't sweat out. And <laughs> put some Windex on it like they did in my big fat Greek wedding.
2: Oh my god! Ooh. <laughs> I'll tell you, the, dad, the
0: daddy, the daddy, and the big fat in my big fat Greek wedding. Uh-huh. The, that character, he, every, uh-huh. everything he get hurt. Go get the Windex. Got hurt? Put some Windex on it. Everything was cured by putting some Windex on it. Oh, that yeah, sound man. like Mr. Orange House saying we can uh, drink the... Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we going to get rid of COVID. That's
2: you right.
4: remember Mr. Orange House? He said we was going to drink... Oh, drink the, disinfectant. disinfectant.
1: Like, drink bleach and you would get rid of COVID. What? you going to die. You're going to yeah. definitely get rid of COVID.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: you're
2: definitely gonna get rid of it and you try to bleach <laughs> hey, boy, so, you're
0: so, what's the, so what's the solution what's the solution guys like we in the man cave oh, okay yeah I'm in the man cave but so we in the man cave guys what's the solution how do we what do we tell men of any ethnicity what do we tell them how do we how, what do we need to say to get them to go to the doctor?
1: Hell, if you don't know, if you don't go, you don't know. So you a ticking time bomb for yourself.
3: Bingo. Yeah.
1: Just well, go.
4: Uh, I think you know. You know, be compassionate when you talk to the guy or girl. You know, put yourself in their shoes. You know, you know, you know. It's not cause you know what you got to. You know, when you you got to do it for somebody. I did it for my my. My wife. I did it for my grand, my grandchild. You know, you gotta do it for something that you love. You know, cause you ain't gonna do it for yourself. So do it for somebody that you love. You know.
1: And that's and that's a problem. That's psychological too,
4: because mm-hmm. you
1: think about it. Why wouldn't I want myself to be happy and be healthy? Hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do what I gotta do for me first, and then for <laughs> everybody, cause if i don't do it for me i ain't gonna be here <laughs> so won't nobody benefit anyway <laughs> you know so i i agree with what snoopy's saying i think you got to do it for somebody but i think first it starts with you you know what i'm saying you need to know the value of you you know some people think that we have been undervalued as men and black men or as a race in general, but you got to, you got to know the value of you, you know, you got to know the value of self. Uh, It's, it's a thing in, in, uh, in the street that we say, self-preservation is the first rule of nature. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of nobody. So you first got to know how to take care of self, you know what I'm saying? And then everything else stems out of that. I just, I just believe you just, if you got a friend that's going through some struggles, some struggles or what have you, hey, like like Snoopy say, be be kind to him, be nice to him, and show yourself to be a true friend, regardless of what they're going through. If they don't want to talk about it, don't force them. No, don't do that. Don't force them. You know, if they do want to talk about it, shut up and listen. Right. Because they. But, but here's
0: my question for you though. <laughs> Men are taught not to be emotional.
3: Oh I was just so
0: go ahead. You want you want to say I was gonna
3: bring it up you ask the question I'll I'll respond.
0: Men are taught to not be emotional. Men are taught to be strong. Men are taught to protect and provide men are taught to to kind of just keep their feelings under wraps and make sure everyone else is righteous. So if he's not talking because he's taking care of everything, how are you going to, how are you, I mean, Snoopy's wife had no choice but to get Brody because it was becoming physical. Like she could see it. Mm. He wasn't talking about it. He thought he was okay. Maybe he didn't think he was okay, but even if he didn't think, he wasn't saying anything. She had to get Brody after it was becoming physical, and then she had to probably say some things she probably didn't necessarily want to say, but she had to get she had to get Brody in order for him to listen
1: well that's the, that's the thing with men sometimes you gotta stand on their toes so they'll stand down, <laughs> but you just you you need to know when to do that though and and like the difference between snoopy and his wife it's his wife but when you're not married to somebody you don't know when to step on somebody's so and say hey look you need to do this Easy. you just gotta you just gotta make that suggestion hey man you might want to go check out this and this and that because you're looking kind of kind of different you know what i'm saying you, you say something but a mm-hmm. friend a friend sometimes a friend you know you, you don't want to say nothing but no then you ain't a friend say something
0: Matthew, you, I mean, tell
2: the white guy, you had something to say.
3: Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, men are always viewed to be warriors, they're always viewed to be provider, not always by everybody, but, you know, you're supposed to be the warrior, you're supposed to be the provider, the protector, you know, and God forbid you you know, you fucking cry in front of a woman or you show emotion. I had a girl that I was talking to and she was like, you know, you're so emotional. Like you're crying. I'm like, yeah, my grandpa just passed away. You're like, I'm allowed to show emotion. You know, if I'm struggling, if I'm stressed out, I'm allowed to come home and I just want to be quiet. But you know, guys are, they're viewed in so many different ways by different women. And no offense to you, Ice. Um, it's just like, you know, you're expected to be this like, you know, king riding in on a, a horse and, you know, you got your sword and ready to go to war every single day. But sometimes it's just like, you know, it's not always the case. You know, I will step up and I will be your your shield. I will be your protector. And I will be there when you're down. I'll pick you up. But You know, sometimes you don't get the reciprocation on the other end. And it's so tough because it's like, you know, I've been through some shit. I've been through some battles. I have fought many, many, not actual wars, but wars with myself. And guys are just, I mean, I I think an emotional guy, somebody who is comfortable with sharing how he feels and showing his weaknesses is one of the strongest people out there.
1: I mean, that's the only way you can have a complete package. You know what I'm saying? If you think that nothing affects you, uh, Snoopy can tell you, Like when I hear bad news about different things, I shake it quick. You know, know, I I just go on and move. It's not that it doesn't affect me, but if I dwell on it, it's going to start causing me not to be able to do what I need to do. Uh, Ice knows knows me personally. I told her about when my uh, when my uncle passed away, and he was one of the guys that taught me everything I know about business, him and my sister, and Snoop, Snoopy also knows, and uh, one thing I had to do was go over to the house where my uncle were, was while he was yet on the machine and basically got the call from my mother that he was dying, So I went down and met my sister. And while we was just basically waiting on him to take his last breath, I mean, just I'm sitting in the house doing this. And then all of a sudden, he does. We call the coroner. The worst breakdown that I had that I did not show is watching this man being zipped up in a leather bag. Then I turn around. and have to eulogize my own uncle. Sounds familiar. Yeah, eulogize my own uncle. I make it through the whole service without shedding a tear. I leave out immediately, go down to the steps going toward the bathroom and toward the inside the funeral home and fall to pieces. You can't tell me that a man doesn't cry because a man who doesn't cry ain't no man. No. He's not. I... So, I mean, we got to deal with hardships, but the best thing to know is, like, I appreciate Snoopy. I appreciate him because he went and found out. He... We could have not been having this show. Does all
0: the silence add to the stress that later adds to the heart attack and the this and the that does all of the or is it like a chain reaction?
1: I I think it is because because, as because as men as we as we sit up and and just excuse me, we we constantly push things down in us you know what I'm saying, that we should be dealing with as it comes, but we don't know how to deal with certain situations as it comes. So we just push it down and ignore it. But then, like you said, Ice, that brings on hypertension. It brings on stress. It brings on sickness. And then once that is foregrown in a person, eventually you're going to have an outbreak of something and it's going to affect your health because you're not saying something and trying to find out about it, I highly agree.
2: I highly agree. Silence is a deadly killer. So what do we say to men? What do we say to men to get them
0: to to talk? What, do, what to do not we be, do?
3: to not be afraid to show your emotion. You know, I, I've cried to my dad. I cried in front of my mom when she found me when I was drinking and I was on the verge of death. You know, what I, do
0: we say about uh, counseling? Is that is that, are men? Men don't
3: want to
0: go to counseling either. No, I don't care don't. if it's
2: marriage
0: Why counseling. Don't. I
3: don't right. care no, if it's yeah. They, they,
1: they like, no. like no, they don't want to do that. No. I, Why? Yeah, I a therapist. Because, because I mean, like 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 talking white guy said, it's viewed as weakness. Like how you gonna tell me about what's going on with me? You don't even know me. But they don't. They see it as a form of counseling as a form of sickness. Instead of a form of help, you know, you know, you know, like uh, here we go. In, in, in black uh, families, you know, baby, you ain't got to go talk to nobody, go over there on Big Mama's house and yeah, talk to Big Granny. Mama and be taking she, everything Big, Big Mama's gonna tell you how everything gonna be all right, and
2: just <laughs>
1: yeah, but some things Big Mama wouldn't qualify for, right?
2: <laughs> I'm not okay,
4: they said, Take it to Jesus, right? So Jesus oh. gave this man, this. Jesus gave this man education to help you. Exactly.
2: And it, 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 go, ahead.
3: <laughs> go ahead.
4: Go ahead. Go ahead, talking my
2: guy.
3: No, I, uh, I mean, I take all my problems to Jesus and he, you know, and God, and they've lifted every problem I've had. They've answered every one of my prayers. They work with me.
0: So uh, Jesus told you to go to the, to the counselor.
3: I do, I do go see a therapist and I'm not scared to admit it. You
1: know, I. Okay, I there you know go, I Snoopy. That, that wasn't the question. The question was Did Jesus tell you audibly to go to the.
3: <laughs> Not audibly, but I'm like. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some help. So go talk to somebody who can help you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: because I got a problem now if Jesus coming down here to see about you and ain't coming to see about it. Jesus <laughs> I Jesus oh, okay. is Jesus talking to the white people is Jesus talking to the white people you need to go and see
0: somebody
3: I see white people. If I want to talk to Jesus. Come over to my house. He'll come over.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, don't go to his house now. We can't be scaring mm-hmm. Granny with all these random people showing right. yeah. up.
3: Who is he? I was watching one of the shows on a run back with Grandma and she was laughing. She's like, they are two of the funniest people. <laughs> she loved it. I mean, I, you we love Granny them.
0: too. We love right. Granny
3: too. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Granny's I- like, those are. Two really sweet people. I love that, you know, Fire talks about the Bible and he quotes it and she's like, you know, that uh she she didn't mean to say it. She goes, that character Ice is just a sweetheart. <laughs> I'm like She's not a character, she's a real person. She has an actual name, but <laughs> forgive her, she's 86 years old. <laughs>
0: Gr- Granny watching this random. Go ahead, outgrade.
1: What's up? But I just, I just think that, I just think and believe that if you, if you are friends with somebody, you can say something, you know, and they respect your opinion and hopefully they take it to heart just to let you know that men have issues just like everybody else have issues. And it's it's harder to break breaking down a man is like breaking down the Berlin wall. It's gonna take time. It wouldn't it, it wasn't erected overnight and it would not tore down overnight. It's like you gotta be close to that person for them to actually hear you. That's what that's okay. What, I
0: got okay. So I got a question. I got a question. <laughs> I got a question. I got a question. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> I'm asking
3: for a friend. Here we go. <laughs> After the races, <laughs> here we go.
0: <sighs> what do you suggest? <laughs> what do you suggest a person, a friend, does for another friend, or has? What can a friend say to another friend who have the friend have? They happen happen to be a male. That's why I'm asking this question. What can a person say to a friend who is extremely claustrophobic and they're getting on the airplane? <laughs>
3: Come on, girl. Get it out. (laughs) I've been in a lot of tight places, as you know.
0: (laughs) What What can a friend say to a male friend who is extremely claustrophobic, but they didn't bring their medication with them on this trip, their anxiety medication, they did not bring this ma- anxiety medication with them on this trip that they took, so they're in the tunnel having a moment. What, when, when it's all said and done, what can this friend say to encourage this claustrophobic anxiety person to always have the anxiety medication with them? Well,
1: I got, I got, I got a suggestion. So the next time that uh, they have an outbreak or outburst, uh,
2: <gasps> it's, an outbreak. <laughs> it's an outbreak, an
1: so, so next time they have an outburst, pull out your phone and record the incident. And then when they calm down and you you get together, you show it to them. This is how you were acting. Without your your, uh, medication, please don't let's not let this happen again, because sometimes people don't know what's going on with them when they're having anxiety attacks and different panic attacks. They don't know how they look. But if you if you record them, they don't know what they say either. They don't know what they say either. Yeah. So if you record and they can't help it,
0: they don't know what they say because they're
1: going through it. Right. So if you record them and 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 show them, this is what was happening while you was going through. So it is imperative that you bring your medication the next time we uh go anywhere, or you won't be going nowhere with me.
3: I've had to figure out ways to get through my anxiety. You know, I I have not had a panic attack in over two years now. And sometimes I just gotta be like, All right, buddy, we're gonna get through this. Just calm down and breathe. You know, like claustrophobia, we were talking about the arch going up in there when ice is in St. Louis and I know Ronnie you don't wanna go up in that eggshell fire. <laughs> I mean, I didn't get did it. Before. I was like, I was... sometimes you just gotta just yeah. breathe and just be like, you know, it, everything's gonna be okay, and you just gotta power through it. Because my doctor won't give me Xanax; he won't give me anything that's a benzo because of my alcoholism. So I had to figure out ways to get around that. Yeah. And I'm like, right. sometimes, and this is when you gotta say, you just gotta fucking man up.
4: Annabul's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well.
0: So so here's part two and then we, we probably need to get up out of here, but here's part two, Snoopy. So what if your traveling companion forgot their medication and you give them edibles,
2: but it probably didn't work
0: or it made it worse. <laughs>
1: I would say something on this on this I'm asking particular. for a friend. I, listen, I would say something on this 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 show, but because I'm in the state that I'm in right now campaigning, I can't say what I want. To say. <laughs> but you know the next thing that I'm thinking about. <laughs> yep. instead, instead of the edibles, you need to do something else. Now you put you talking PC about heroin cocaine. Neither.
3: How do you calm yourself down, Ronnie?
0: How do I calm myself down? Either of you? Anyway. I don't have I don't have a problem with getting on the plane.
3: I
1: don't have anxiety problems. Mm-hmm. I, I I I want them people to be like, yeah, all right, whatever.
0: <laughs> so so what? So I just so okay. So I, I'm afraid of heights. So if 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 I if I can't go, if I can't go around it, I either don't go or. Those who are closest to me know if I'm on a, in a car and I'm getting ready to go over one of those bridges that goes like this, <laughs> and it's like like this, and it's high in the air, and I can see the drop off point. So you might be on the phone with me, and I'm in the car and I'm going. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know what? Okay. I'm gonna you to do that. Let's go. I'll I'll uh, strap up with you and let's go jump out of a plane. We'll do that uh, so, see, that's, so, that's my, what... so
0: my closest friends that I'm on the phone with, they, they the first thing they say is you must be on the bridge.
1: Yeah. See. I don't, and then I, don't.
0: I go, yeah, and they go, okay. Then they start trying to talk me down off the ledge, like they distract my attention. If I go to a place where there's um. Like, there's one of my children I won't go to inside their apartment because the stairs going up, you can see through the stairs. You got one
1: of them gone with the wind staircases.
0: Yeah. So I won't go up there. I'm not going to go over one of those bridges like that. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'll wait for y'all to come back. (laughs) So I'm like,
1: since you asking for a friend, I'm like, how do you be in the military and jump out of stuff, but then you got a problem with being in, in enclosed areas?
0: Because the pl-
1: oh, I, I, I'm just I, asking for a friend,
0: right? <laughs> like, like <laughs> I know
1: the I know the sky is open,
0: but I mean,
1: <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, you had the mental capacity to jump out of something. You don't have the mental capacity to sit still in something.
3: I've got to find the video, but there was a picture, uh, video that they were took of me when I was on a plane. They opened up the back, and I just like was like, "Bye!" and I just jumped out backwards. And-
1: yeah, I like. I mean, if you got the if you got to work with all the do that, I mean, you got to work with all the to, to settle yourself. I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, so I uh,
0: asked the question because because I because I, I want to know how. I, are we talking about men's health? And I wanted to know how I could help my friend help their friend
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I'm asking for a friend.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, you need to roll up like fruit roll ups. <laughs> I'm
2: gonna go get some of those today. I. I can't say it no other
1: way than that.
0: My my friend is trying to help their friend who happens to be a man, and they suffer greatly with anxiety.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing is always having somebody you can talk to when you're going through stuff. Like, like you said, you know, ice going over a, a bridge. You're like, woo, you know.
0: Well, It's a lot louder than that, but
3: yeah. yeah. All right, I'm getting ready to wake up Granny right now. She's not oh, Wake up, Granny! <laughs> oh, oh,
0: oh,
1: oh, oh, I know. I promise it's
0: a lot louder than that. I, I
1: just had an Alabama flashback. Don't do, <laughs> don't do it! Don't do it!
3: Don't do it, fire. Woo! So, oh, don't do it. So I would just say, like, you, you just gotta learn to like breathe and just say, like, things are gonna be fine, you know. And if okay. if you can't get through it on your own, have people that you can. Lean on if he's a friend of yours, just tell him like hey. I'ma I'm, tell my friend to tell their friend. They can call me. I don't give a shit. I'll talk him through it. I'll tell them jokes.
1: Listen. <laughs> until I'ma say this and then we go get out of here because I know it's almost <laughs> the time.
2: Oh,
0: grandma. Y'all so know funny. I gotta go teach my class. Come in,
1: on here. T- until a person is ready to look at themselves and figure out what's wrong, they won't take nobody's help. And and I'm telling you this from just being around different types of people. It's just like a person who's an addict until they feel that they're at their bottom and they have to face themselves and whatever their addiction is or whatever their problem is, they ain't gonna take nobody's help. We could say what we wanna say to them and try to coach them along but until they see them, they ain't gonna they ain't gonna respond. You know last so, word,
0: mm-hmm. uh, last word, uh talking white guy.
3: I wanna say uh
1: not a speak. last dissertation, a last word.
3: <laughs> I just wanna say <laughs> I'm grateful to be here on this show. I love y'all. And I that's probably the whitest way I could say that. Y'all yeah, yeah y'all. Mm. But, <laughs> Okay,
0: right. I'm so glad to still retain my white card because I oh. say y'all all the time. Thank
3: you. Show it. Yep, you got it. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. No, I'm I'm grateful to be here. I, I just love- be
0: quiet. We bonding. We white people that's
3: bonding. So. I I love being here. I love this. Six thirty in the morning on a Saturday is early to be up. I get up at six. Love it. But uh, I think it was a powerful. Uh, meeting, you know, powerful podcast. But you know, I love seeing you guys every day, and uh, I'm grateful to be here. And my birthday is coming up on Thursday, so 33 years old. Who? 34. What? Uh, I, I got children older than you. Do what?
0: I got children older than you. I'm old enough to be your mama. <laughs> <Okay>. Oh, <laughs>
3: that's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going.
1: Uh oh. Go ahead, Snoopy. Close, close the words, man. What you
4: think, man? Say okay, something uh, to the people.
0: Last words.
4: Uh, one word. Grateful. Hmm. I'm just grateful to be alive, cause I could have been gone, you know. Hmm. And when I meet people, you know, they want to give me a handshake. I said, no, nah, hug. Show them love. Show me love, you know, cause you don't know when you're gonna go. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That's that's the that's the funny thing about God. You can right. just pull your ticket. Right. Anytime. It's like you know, never. Right. know.
4: He don't. He 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 knows what he's doing. He don't yeah, care about he, you. He don't care. He don't care about you. What you want? What you want to do? Wait. What you want to do? Right. Right. He said, I need you now. Come on.
2: Because <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: I ain't ready to see. I ain't ready to see my mama
1: yet. <laughs> yeah, you know you got them folks. So I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. But when we push you in the casket, you ain't ready.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what are you mm-hmm. doing? I
1: thought you said he was ready. (laughs) Right.
2: All
0: right. Take us out of here.
1: So we have had an awesome time here on Insane Rhetoric. The upper room. The upper room. (laughs) (laughs) We have had a great time here on Insane Rhetoric. We want to thank you for joining us. And remember to like, subscribe, follow. And you can check this out on YouTube live as soon as we go off. It will be up, it will be trending. You can check it out, send it to your people. Just like, subscribe, and follow. We're gonna let you know that we're on all platforms: Google, uh, iTunes, Amazon Music. We're on Facebook, we're on we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on every platform that you can think of insane rhetoric with a k if you can spell insane rhetoric with a k then you can find us anywhere That's insane rhetoric with a k you can find us anywhere and remember that at midnight,
2: at midnight. Hey, hey. Hey,
1: will happen <laughs> change can happen it's only It's only 12 midnight for one minute, 60 seconds, and you're in a new day. And just remember to enjoy the ride that is insane rhetoric, and we out of here. Peace.
0: Bye, y'all. Later. We're so happy you joined us for Rebroadcast Monday. Come back and join us on Rewind Wednesday. But until then just remember to enjoy the ride. That is insane rhetoric, baby.